And good afternoon. You're listening to Ken Hudnall. This is the Ken Hudnall Show. Coming to you from our studios right here in exciting El Paso, Texas. Gateway to the Old West and the most haunted city in the country. <clears throat> Today's June the 8th, 159th day of the year. 206 days remain to the year's over with. You all have asked for me to keep you apprised of the... Um, holidays and observances on this particular date, or any particular date, well, it's National Best Friends Day, World Oceans Day, Bounty Day, named after the mutiny on the bounty, Corpus Christi Day, uh, actually Corpus Christi is a Christian festival celebrated annually on a Thursday after Trinity Sunday, International Day of Action for Elephants. Some of the bigger members of Congress need our support, don't you know? National Karen Day. National Name Your Poison Day. National Upsy Daisy Day. Timotu Province Day. Thomas Paine Day. And World Brain Tumor Day. Well, let's see what else we got. In 218, Battle of Antioch, which is supported the Syrian legions, Elagabalus defeats the forces of Emperor Macrinus. 452, Attila leads a Hun army in the invasion of Italy. Devastated the northern provinces as he headed for Rome. 793, Vikings raid the Abbey at Lindisfarne in Northumbria, commonly accepted at the beginning of Norse activity in the British Isles. 1042. Edward the Confessor becomes King of England, the country's penultimate Anglo-Saxon king. 1191. Richard I arrives in Accra, beginning the uh, Third Crusade. Now, Richard I... For those that are not familiar with him, was King of England from 1189 till he died in 1199. He ruled as Duke of Normandy, Aquitaine, and Gascony, Lord of Cyprus, Count of Pontiers, Anjou, and Maine, and Nantes, over the world of Brittany at various times during that same period. He was the third of five sons of Henry II of England and Eleanor of Aquitaine, and not very many people thought he could have become king, but his uh, two older brothers predeceased their father. Richard was the one known as Richard Coeur de Lion, or uh, Richard the Lionheart, because of his reputation as a great military leader and warrior. Um, by the age of 16, he'd taken command of his own army, put down rebellions against his father in various places. 1663, Portuguese Restoration War. Portuguese victory at the Battle of Mexial and serves uh, Portugal's independence from Spain. 1772, Alexander Fordyce flees to France to avoid debt repayment. Triggered the credit crisis of 1772 in the British Empire and the Dutch Republic. 1776, American Revolutionary War. Continental Army attackers are driven back at the Battle of uh, Tre Riveras. 
1783, Lockheed, a volcano in Iceland, begins an eight-month eruption that kills over 9,000 people and starts a seven-year famine. 1789, James Madison introduces 12 proposed amendments to the U.S. Constitution and to Congress. 1794, Maximilian Robespierre inaugurates the French Revolution's new state religion. It was called the Cult of the Supreme Being with large organized festivals all across France. Basically, it appeared to me to be a, a, uh, a pagan-based religion. 1856, a group of 194 Pitcairn Islanders, descendants of the mutineers of the Bounty, arrived at Norfolk Island, commencing the third settlement of the island. 1861, American Civil War, Tennessee succeeds from the Union. 1862, American Civil War, Confederate victory by forces under General Stonewall Jackson at the Battle of Cross Keys, along with the Battle of the Port Republic, the next day prevents Union forces from reinforcing General McClellan in his Peninsula campaign. 1867, coronation of Franz Joseph as King of Hungary following the Austria-Hungarian Compromise. 1887, Hermann Horowitz applies for U.S. patent number 395,781 for the art of compiling statistics, which was his punch card calculator. 1906, Theodore Roosevelt signed the Antiquities Act into law, authorizing the president to restrict the use of certain parcels of public land with historical or conservation value. 1912, Carl Lamy incorporates Universal Pictures. 1918, solar eclipse is observed at Baker City, Oregon by scientists and artists hired by the, the Navy. 1928, Second Northern Expedition. National Revolutionary Army captures Beijing, whose name is changed to Beiping, meaning Northern Peace. 1929, Margaret Bonfield is appointed Minister of Labor. She's also the first woman appointed to the cabinet of the United Kingdom. 1940, World War II, the completion of Operation Alphabet, the evacuation of Allied forces from Narvik at the end of the Norwegian campaign took place on this date. 1941, World War II, the Allies commenced the Syrian-Lebanon campaign against the possessions of Vichy France and the Levant. 1942, World War II, the Imperial Japanese Navy submarines I-21 and I-24 show the Aleutian cities of Sydney and Newcastle. I'm sorry, the Australian cities of Sydney and Newcastle. 1949, Helen Keller, Dorothy Parker, Danny Kaye, Frederick March, John Garfield, Paul Mooney, and Edward G. Robinson are named uh, in an FBI report as Communist Party members. 1949, George Orwell's 1984 is published. You know, the uh, man that played Inspector Henderson on Superman, his ex-wife, um, notified the FBI he was a communist and it ruined his career. Didn't need any evidence. It's like a lot of what we see today. Accusation equals guilt. 1953, a five-tornado hits Beecher, Michigan, killing 116, injuring 844, and destroying 340 homes. Also in 53, the U.S. Supreme Court rules in the District of Columbia versus John R. Thompson Company that restaurants in Washington, D.C. cannot refuse to serve black patrons. 
1959, USS Barbero and the U.S. Postal Service attempted delivery of mail via missile bail. Missile mail. Put the mail in a missile and shoot it across the countryside. The, um, the Lockett runs by deploying an internal parachute when it gets where it's going. It's been attempted by various organizations in many different countries with varying levels of success. It's never become widely seen as a viable option for delivering mail due to the cost of the, the schemes and the numerous failures. The uh, the collection of, of uh, philatelic material stamps used for uh, depicting rocket mail is part of a specialist branch of uh, stamp collecting known as aerial philately. All right, 1966, an F-104 Starfighter collides with XB-70 Valkyrie prototype number two, destroyed both aircraft during a photo shoot near Edwards Air Force Base. Joseph Walker, a NASA test pilot, and Carl Cross, a U.S. Air Force test pilot, are both killed. 1966, Topeka, Kansas, devastated by a tornado that registered as an F-5 on the Fujita scale. It's the first to exceed... U.S. 100 million in damages, and that's in 1966 dollars, don't you know? 16 people are killed, hundreds are injured, and thousands of homes destroyed or damaged. Also in 1966, the National Football League and the American Football League announced a merger effective 1970. 1967, Six-Day War, the USS Liberty incident occurs, kills 34 and wounds 171. Now, for those that are not familiar with it, it was an attack on a U.S. Navy technical research ship, a spy ship, in other words, by Israeli Air Force jet <coughs> fighter aircraft and Israeli naval uh, motor torpedo boats. Happened June 8, 1967, during the Six Days War. This combined air and sea attack killed 34 crew members, naval officers, seamen, two Marines, one civilian NSA employee, wounded 171 crew members and damaged the ship. Now, the most interesting part of it was the ship was in international waters north of the Sinai Peninsula. Israel, of course, apologized, and I have to say talk is cheap. Uh, <clears throat> 1968, James Earl Ray, the man who assassinated Martin Luther King Jr., is arrested at London Heathrow Airport. He's supposedly a petty criminal, but he had the money and the wherewithal to travel the world. 1972, Vietnam War. Nine-year-old Fan T. Kim Phuc is burned by napalm, an event captured by Associated Press photographer Nick Oot. Moments later, while the young girl is seen running naked down a road in what will become an uh, iconic Pulitzer Prize-winning photo. 1982, Bluff Cove air attacks during the Falklands War. Fifty-six British servicemen are killed by an Argentine air attack on Two landing ships, RFA Sir Galahad and RFA Sir Tristram. Also in 82, VASP Flight 168 crashes in Pacatuba, Serra, Brazil, killing 128. 1984, homosexuality is, is decriminalized in the Australian state of New South Wales. 
1987, New Zealand's Labour government establishes a national nuclear-free zone under the New Zealand Nuclear-Free Zone uh, Disarmament and Arms Control Act of 1987. 1992, World's First Oceans Day is celebrated, coinciding with the Earth Summit held in Rio de Janeiro in Brazil. 1995, bound U.S. Air Force pilot Captain Scott O'Grady is rescued by the U.S. Marines in Bosnia. 2001, Mamoru Takuma kills eight and injures 15 in a mass stabbing at an elementary school in the Osaka Prefecture of Japan. 2004, the first Venus transit in well over a century takes place. The last one was in, in 1882. 2007, Newcastle, New South Wales, Australia is hit by the state's worst storms and flooding in 30 years, resulting in the death of nine people and the grounding of a trade ship, the MV Pasha Bulker. 2008, at least 37 miners go missing after an explosion in a Ukrainian coal mine, which causes it to collapse. 2008, at least 7 people were killed and 10 injured in a stabbing spree in Tokyo, Japan. 2009, two American journalists are found guilty of illegally entering North Korea and sentenced to 12 years of penal labor. And in 2014, at least 28 people were killed in an attack at Jinnah International Airport in Karachi, Pakistan. Well, there have been... Oh... A number of um, stories. We've talked about some of them on the show. About the mysteries involving the Denver International Airport. Now it is a unique place, let me tell you. And for well over 20 years, the Denver International Airport has been a topic of numerous conspiracy theories about its true purpose. And uh, the basic belief presented is that below the airport are underground bunkers and tunnels and they're going to be used by the uh, the elite of the New World Order in case of an apocalyptic event. So we're going to talk about some of the theories concerning the history of behind the airport. Um, the necessity and the funding, for one thing. Strange artwork murals, statues and sculptures, floor carvings, dedication markers, and the time capsule that's supposed to be hidden there. Now, the Denver International Airport, um, known by many as DIA, is the largest airport in the U.S. by land area. It covers 35,000 acres. It opened up February 28, 1995. By 2016, it had become the 18th busiest airport in the world, with U.S. passenger traffic uh, exceeding 58 million passengers. It's the primary hub for Great Lakes Airlines, the Frontier Airlines, Southwest Airlines, United Airlines, and there's a few uh, local uh, airlines that make use of it has an arched curvature steel cable system that supports the fabric peaked roof, which is comprised of Teflon coated fiberglass material. Um, there are those that claim this design was meant to be representative of Indian teepees. 
And the primary thought behind that is that uh, the airport is actually centered on an Indian burial ground site. And it's also known as one of the world's greenest airports. It's built the largest solar farm located at a commercial airport in the U.S. A lot of <clears throat> questions about all this. Now, it's supposed to service Denver, but it's 25 miles from downtown. Further away than the Stapleton Airport, which is the one it replaced. Now, the justification for where it was located was so it would avoid loud aircraft noise disrupting industrialized areas. The ability to accommodate more generous runway layouts, not complicated by severe weather conditions, and to give them space for growth and expansion. I mean, it is true that the gate space at Stapleton Airport had been severely limited. And the runways at Stapleton weren't able to effectively cope with Denver's unpredictable weather patterns. There had been a number of travel disruptions caused because of the limitations of Stapleton. Now, the construction schedule on the airport was delayed over 16 months at a cost of $2 billion over budget. Increases were due to changes in the sizing of the airport, widening and lengthening concourses, and putting in an automated uh, automated baggage system, which unfortunately has never performed as it was supposed to. Former airport construction workers said they were behind schedule because there were five multi-story buildings that were built underneath the airport, creating a complex network of tunnels that that are routinely used for some purpose or other. And these underground tunnels are central to the airport's uh, rail system. And additionally, there are constant construction changes and mass terminations of teams once they've completed their section of the work. At the end of the day, no one group had the final blueprint of the airport. Nobody really knows what's underneath it. Now, the project began with Perez Architects and was finished by Fentress Bradburn Architects, Powell and Associates, and Bruton and Associates at the final cost of $4.8 billion. And there's a massive pile of dirt that's masked as a landfill that's visible, um, exceeding 300 feet in altitude. It's said the FAA felt this would be dangerous to travelers and could be a potential radar issue that would cause a disaster. The addition to this dirt was to be gradually uh, was a big gradual process over a period of time, but it was uh, completed in four years without explanation. A lot of unanswered questions about this airport. Now, funding for the airport was submitted by the New World Order Commission, supposedly a group of Denver businessmen and civic leaders who were responsible as sponsors and organizers of some of the events that occurred at the airport opening. Interestingly enough, no records exist about this organization. And a large portion of the Denver airport is referenced as the Great Hall, named after a room found in Freemason lodges of uh, secret societies. So as I say, there are a lot of unanswered questions. Now, conspiracy theorists do claim the Denver International Airport was not popular with the local people 
and it really wasn't needed. The amount of money spent on the, this facility and the Masonic imagery leads them to believe it could be a base for the New World Order command bunkers, fallout shelters, or future uh, FEMA camps or internment of dissident citizens. Factually, the Denver International Airport is part of a continuity of government program, and uh, it houses an underground facility. There's no, no, they don't, the government doesn't make any bones about that. Now, skeptics of these theories proclaim the city of Denver wanted to construct an airport for expansion purposes to accommodate the midfield terminal and its concourses. But what they got was far more than anybody anticipated. Now, on the surface, Denver International is a large, modern airport that services millions of passengers each year, domestically and internationally. But conspiracy theories abound as to the true significance behind the airport. I mean, let's face it, it's one of the few I know about. It's surrounded by a barbed wire guard fence. There are barren acres of fenced lots, reportedly for safety purposes. And there are those that say the barbed wire is angled inward is to keep people inside, not out, as with other airports. There's a future military base for to be used by FEMA to incarcer- incarcerate those who are not dependable. Now, skeptics don't adhere to this as they say there's no difference in the fencing. It sticks up and out as with any other commercial airport. But speculation continues on this matter. February 2007, in the early afternoon, at least 14 planes mysteriously experienced cracked windshields. Some were taken off, others were landing, and the others were parked at the field. Airport weather at that time was a mixture of rapidly changing temperature and high wind and snow. Some officials indicated the windshield damage could be uh, attributed to ice or blowing debris. Another possibility they suggested was that a power surge could have occurred affecting the electronically heated windshields when the airplanes were connected to the auxiliary power lines at the gates. Of course, the National Transportation Safety Board concluded it was fine particles of debris and high winds and basically wrote it off so they didn't have to answer. Now, there have been reports of electronic and magnetic vibrations that make some people sick and give others severe headaches. The conspiracy theory about this is that the spontaneously shattered windshields were the result of electromagnetic pulses commonly used by nuclear explosions underground or some type of secret underground testing. Skeptics propose a magnetic pulse generally wouldn't create a shockwave strong enough to break glass unless it caused by... uh, an open-air explosion, but sonic waves could be produced by unknown devices that could shatter glass. Now, as I said, five unidentified buildings were completed and buried with the explanations presented that they were constructed incorrectly. It's said that eight levels of underground facilities exist, and that this underground construction's purpose is for the underground train system that's supposedly connecting all the terminals. They state additional tunneling is being done by, for future expansion. As the workers report in and out of work each day without noticing anything unusual, there are many cooling towers that vent the underground levels up to over 88 square miles deep. 
Now, a number of theorists propose this underground tunnel system leads to NORAD at Cheyenne Mountain in Colorado Springs. They insist it's an underground base for the U.S. government during a catastrophic event, and these city-sized bases could accommodate millions of people as hidden fallout shelters or bunkers. Or Others propose that there it's a secret headquarters designed by the New World Order, the neo-Nazis, or the alien reptoids. New World Order agendas controlled humanity through a global genocide is indicated in the... Um, actually indicated in the airport's murals with the Australian uh, Anagen Aug. The Nazi reference refers to the organized swastika designed uh, runways with, when viewed merrily. Uh, the proposed reptoids are shape-shifting lizard people or aliens hiding under the airport for eventual world domination. And it's been reported that the Queen of England is been secretly purchasing the property that surrounds the airport by proxy. Um, of course, with her dead, we'll have to see if King Charles continues her policy. An immense monumental statue of Anubis, the ancient Egyptian god of the afterlife, stands south of the Jefferson Terminal. The mythology presides over the valuables in the tombs of the pharaohs. This, uh, the replica statue of massive dimensions is 26 feet tall and weighs 7 tons. A piece of art with a jackal head was created to celebrate the King Tut exhibit to the Denver Art Museum. But you know the price tag on that has to be astronomical. Now the blue Mustang is a striking electric blue colored anatomically correct fiberglass cast sculpture that the locals have nicknamed Lucifer. Has illuminated leg growing eyes and also referred to as the, the demon horse or the devil horse or the blue stallion of death. It's claimed its eyes are a tribute from the artist to his father, whose vocation had been a neo sign maker. Located along Pena Boulevard, the main road to the airport, that statue's gotten great public attention and petitions to remove it. Some deeming it creepy and embarrassing, others view it as literally amazing but unnecessary. Now, it was commissioned as public art for the airport, with the horse representing the uncivilized fortitude of the old American West. But it's come to symbolize death as it killed its creator, Luis Jimenez, when a section of it fell on him, severing an artery in his leg in 2006. The sculpture was incompleted by his staff, family, and professional race car painters. 32-foot-tall sculpture weighs 9,000 pounds. It was unveiled at the Denver International Airport February 11, 2008. This centerpiece of intrigue has been, had been commissioned in '93 for a price of 300000 but you know there was a major overrun. Supposedly, this Mustang is based on a lesser, similar sculpture by the same artist uh, named Mastino. He created the University of Oklahoma. It depicts the spirit of the uncultivated determination of the West in the shape of a midnight blue stallion. Well, conspiracy theorists, of course, refer to the Lucifer statue as the horse of the apocalypse, the fourth horse, the fourth horse noted in the book of Revelations in the Bible, referred to as death. Well... Two of the most highly 
discussed artwork pieces at the airport of the murals. Located in level 5 of the Jefferson Terminal. They were created by Mexican artist Leo Taguma. His symbolic imagery of disturbing violence and destruction has gained suspicions uh, behind the intentions. Theorists claim these themes illustrate annihilation events, future militant oppression, such as martial law and even a one-world government. The murals are named in peace and harmony with nature and the children of the world peace of dream. Tenguma insists that the murals were not meant to be frightening. Their meaning uh, concerned environmentalism and the preservation of the earth. He says they depict destruction of the environment, genocide, as well as mankind bonding together to heal nature and attain peace. That's the victory of peace over war. Well, the mural in Peace and Harmony with Nature children are depicted with frightening looks on their face and plants and vegetations around them. There are flames of fire in the background overtaking a city while a child holds a Mayan tablet that some suggest represents the end of the world. Additionally, located at the bottom of the painting, there are coffins of deceased children. The proposed meaning is that the world unites to conquer evil, bring peace to all. That yeah, sounds good. In the mural of the children of the world, Dream of Peace, is a, it's a two-part piece. One of the content uh, kids holding a national flags above a Nazi soldier wearing a gas mask. Second part of the painting features this sinister soldier carrying a machine gun and a sword, stabbing the white devil peace surrounded by the ruins of a city. It also shows a child sleeping with a teddy bear while a woman in tears holds an injured child. The bottom right of the painting is a letter featured uh, written by a young boy who was killed at the Auschwitz concentration camp in 43. The soldiers seen as a figure of authority over the masses for some future event. Well, on the tile floor in front of that mural is what resembles a car. It can be found in a gold mine with the inscription AUAG. That's believed to be a reference to gold and silver. Conspiracy theories claim it represents a deadly hepatitis strain known as Australian antigen or a toxic gas. It would be a powerful armament in genetic warfare wiping out the world's population. And unusual four markings are visibly cut into the floor with their explanation presented as Masonic, Satanic, or in some cases, uh, some type of secret code. Theorists propose there are secret Nazi messages concerning the Black Sun drawing uh, written on the floor. And the floor motif depicts the sun with the black disc proceeding to eclipse it as the Black Sun is known as the Sun Wheel in German. It's a symbol of mysterious occult importance, mostly in association with the Nazis. The expression, Zit the guy, a Masonic uh, design, is inscribed on the airport floor. There are claims this is a Navajo phrase referring to White Mountain, known as Mount Blanc, or the White Mountain in France. Location being the site where the Knights of, Temp- Knights of the Temple, or the Knights Templar, as they're better known, signed their Freemasonry charter. Located in the airport's Great Hall is the dedication marker capstone. Marker implies the airport was commissioned by the New World Order Commission that's been discovered not to exist. It's inscribed with the compass symbol of Freemasonry, listing two of the Grand Lodges of Freemasonry in Colorado. Data dedication was presented on uh, March 19, 1994, and markers mounted over a time capsule that was uh, 
sealed during this same ceremony, stating not to be open until 2094. Conspiracy theories suggest by adding all the numbers together, the dedication date, the result is the number 33, which is Freemasonry. In Freemasonry, is symbolic of the highest degree of that can be attained in perfection. There's a brass plaque at the end of the curved pedestal located above the time capsule. This plaque represents a Masonic symbol. The reminder of the text from the time capsule is written in Braille. There are those that believe this keypad can be accessed with a code that maybe can unlock the capsule, permit admission to the underground bases, or may trigger a universal genocide predicament. Nobody really knows. As a result, conspiracy theories abound. When the East and West baggage claim areas are a pair of gargoyles that are perched inside suitcases and sharing a safe arrival of baggage, historically speaking, gargoyles are placed on buildings to protect and guard that site by defending against evil spirits. Freemasons were builders of many temples in Europe, and conspiracy theories propose the Denver International Airport's a temple or cathedral symbolic for the Masons in the New World Order. Others say gargoyles are symbolic of reptilian aliens that reside in the underground bases beneath the airport. Now, the Denver International Airport is surrounded by runways connected to them with taxiways. Planes can arrive and depart simultaneously with better efficiency with six non-intersecting runways with a uh, divided airfield between east and west sides. Runway layouts are perpendicular, not running parallel to one another. Extra distance provides ample room for other aircraft in inclement weather. And there are claims that a secret runway has been buried inches beneath the dirt at this facility. Some theorists claim the runway patterns are recognized in, uh, or organized in the shape of a Nazi swastika when viewed early. And this is representative of neo-Nazi future domination. Others believe there are no sinister runway patterns that their runway design resembles a pinwheel form. The most prominent conspiracy theory about the airport is that there is a doomsday bunker or underground CIA base to be utilized as headquarters for the New World Order government. The New World Order goals are for a one-world government, one-world religion, one-world currency, mass depopulation, and Agenda 21 with the remaining survivors microchipped for control and tracking. The strange symbols and markings and fateful imagery at the airport seem to predict a theme for a catastrophic future event. It's been proposed there are five giant government bases buried under the airport that presumably travel down for over eight levels. These underground buildings with a proposed depth from 75 to 120 feet for each and of interconnecting tunnels to each other and a 40-foot diameter tunnel as well. This secret military city being full of workers and aliens and vehicles for purposes of medical research, laboratories, work camps, prison facilities, military accommodations, and let's not forget food storage. Underground airport of 1 million square feet, uh, along with two 7,000-foot tunnels, form a Complex of highways and bullet trains and roads that connect with a secret network of cities, governmental facilities, and military bases across the nation. Most areas aren't um, in use, like dead baggage equipment, chain link fences, and lock fences leading to lower levels. Whistleblowers have stated there's equipment located underground with automated and segregated gates and door mechanisms. Areas patrolled by police officers and their tugs and carts due to the fact that the automated baggage system is no longer in use. 
The theory is that Denver has been chosen as the new capital for the U.S., chosen for its high elevation, centralized location, and its secretive rocky terrain. And, let's not forget, its private underground location. CIA Langley headquarters in Virginia made plans to relocate to Denver for its domestic division responsible for operational procedures in the U.S. Skeptics, of course, debunk this theory as they say the massive tunnel system underneath the airport used for the giant transit system for the airport as well as the baggage transport system for the tunnels provide uh, typical baggage handling systems. One of the most commonly asked questions concerning those um, hypothesized theories is why anyone would be so blatant to expose their agenda in public with symbols and imagery. Well, you can find the answer to that in the New World Order Code. Their belief that before you destroy your enemy, you have to alert them to your plans through symbolism or clues. And they enforce their power and wealth in public through occult imagery and hand signals and subliminal messages and videos and songs that reveal different aspects of their plans through blockbuster Hollywood movies, books, television, signs, or symbolism. Their motivation is to attain more power and control to brainwash the masses with their beliefs and to reduce the population to a sustainable level. These are not members of their organization. Uh, those that are not members of their organization are considered weak and expendable. This global elite secret society, shadow government, or some call them the Illuminati, rule the world through their great wealth with assets that are more than the combined funds of the world. Their 13 bloodlines within the organization control the entire cabal. The Astors, the Bundys, Collins, DuPont, Freeman, Kennedy, Lee, Onassis, Reynolds, Rockefeller, Rothschild, Russell, and Van Dyne bloodlines are the 13 that are normally talked about. Its members are the most powerful bankers, entertainers, politicians, financiers, and business people in the world. And they're included in the Bilderberger Group. The Bilderberg Group is an organization that meets once or twice a year at remote locations. No reporters are allowed uh, on the premises, and nobody knows the member list except for other members. They manipulate the world's economies and markets and control the mainstream media's news, co uh, control wars and politicians, and keep everybody under surveillance, experimenting with new types of mind control. They're perfecting cloning technology techniques that allow them to replace anyone. Bohemian Grove is their retreat, and it's claimed that they're occult worshippers of the statue of a gigantic owl. At this point, somebody's supposed to say who. Their code stipulates everything has to be in balance, as negative acts must be accompanied by positive acts, as the super-rich will make enormous donations to philanthropic charities. They're master manipulators that control and influence every major corporation and organization and all technolo technologically advanced countries directly or by proxy vote. Their members hold high-level positions in key organizations and corporations, allowing doors to be opened and infiltrated by more of their kind. The most influential members are occult specialists that initiate major events or false flag attacks or on days of occult significance. Biblical possibly. Biblical prophecy attributes the New World Order to Luciferian Freemasons under the control of the Antichrist who ushers in the end times with the false messiah and the final battle, Armageddon, which is good against evil, uh, will lead to Satan's defeat. Well, in conclusion, I guess we need to say the Denver International Airport holds a unique status in its notoriety and controversy of a 
commercial airport. Sometimes the truth can be stranger than fiction, even if it seems unbelievable and shocking at the beginning. Theorists insist why all the secrecy and symbols and prophetic imagery if there's no uh, nefarious agenda. I've presented the history and background of the airport and conspiracy theorists and probably explanations for them. The factual evidence of symbolic artwork and the imagery and the concepts of the secret society. Now there's a number of other mysterious locations. I'm going to talk about one or two of those. If you go to the state of Georgia and you don't get mugged or shot in the process, on the highest elevation in Elbert County, Georgia, near the South Carolina border, there's a megalithic granite monument known as the Georgia Guidestone, sometimes referred to as the American Stonehenge. And that's because of the two have a striking resemblance to each other. This mysterious doomsday-inscribed structure reveals written messages or directions for humanity after the, the apocalypse. The true identity of the man who referred to himself as R.C. Christian, which is not his real name, uh, and responsible for the commission of its construction is not known, as well as the group of secret or association uh, associates he represented. We're going to take a look at uh, this puzzle, its origin, architectural features. Now, the story begins in June of 1979. A well-dressed man, supposedly reported uh, in the range of middle age up to his 70s, entered the office of the Elberton Granite Finishing Company in Elberton, Georgia. Called himself R.C. Christian. Admitted his name was a pseudonym. He was representing a small group of loyal Americans who believed in God and wanted to build a monument for the conservation of mankind for future generations. Now, his true name and the real name of his organization is still not known today, and conspiracy theories said this wisdom for humanity shrouded in pagan overtones and occult philosophies. Well, R.C. Christian has been compared to first fraud C.R.C., later known as Christian Rosencruz, with the uh, English name being uh, Christian Rosecross, who was the legendary founder of the Rosicrucian Order. Rosicrucians were followers of the religious order of the Rosy Cross. They were alluded to as a secret society of mystics in late medieval Germany who claimed to possess inner secret truth concerning the universe, nature, and the spiritual realm. They've been linked in association with the Knights Templar and the Freemasons. And the concept of uh, God and the secret societies of Freemasonry is referred to as the, the great architect, uh, a substitution for the divine one true God. Now, R.C. Christian spoke to the president of Albert, uh, the Alberton uh, Granite Finishing Company, whose name was Joe Finley Sr., and told him of his plans for the monument to be commissioned. And Christian claimed the Elbert County area was chosen as, as his location site for the monument due to its uh, abundant supply of top-grade granite, its rural landscape, the mild climate. Now, Finley, of course, tried to discourage Christian 
and was shocked by his story, so he quoted him as an exorbitant price, explaining the building of the monument requires specialty tools, paid consultants, and the use of heavy equipment. And he said to Christian to Wyatt Martin, who was president of Granite City Bank. Martin found Christian to be educated, well-spoken, possibly a world traveler and environmentalist, as he explained to him and his group had been planning the construction of this monument for over 20 years, and he wanted to remain anonymous. Martin told him he had to verify the man's true identity to proceed, so he could rest assured he'd be able to fund the project. Well, they finally came to an agreement in which Christian would reveal his true identity and Martin would sign a non-disclosure um, agreement that he'd never discuss the information with anybody and would destroy all the documents and records pertaining to the monument when it was completed. Well, once that was done, Christian transferred money from different banks all over the country, left no trail that could be traced. He provided detailed instructions to Finley for the size of the structure and specific metric measurements and assisted the structure be built to withstand an apocalypse. He provided a replica of a wooden model of the monument. He said its purpose would be to function as a clock, a calendar, a compass, and by its alignment to the sun, stars, and the moon. Conspiracy theorists contend the occultists will worship alignment and movement of celestial bodies in their religious ceremonies. The location site for the monument was a five-acre plot owned by Wayne Mullinax, in which it was purported Christian paid him $5,000 and granted lifetime grazing rights for the cattle of Mullinax and, children, and their ch his children. Mullinax's construction company supposedly laid the foundation for the Eidstones. After all the transactions and instructions were concluded, Christian bid farewell to Finley, said he'd never see him again. Christian continued to correspond with Martin, sending letters from different cities from around the country, never from two from the same place. Last letter that Martin received was approximately at the time of the 911 terrorist attacks. He's made the assumption that uh, Christian has now passed away. Well, Martin is retired, no longer uh, resides in Everton. He maintains he can't reveal the secret of the mystery man that he made the promise he, he has to keep to him. It's been reported he didn't destroy the documents and records pertaining to the, to the document that are being held in his garage. And after the Georgia Guidestones were unveiled on March 22, 1980, the townspeople sparked controversy over the monument, referred to it as the devil's work, predicting occult groups would come to worship there. It was of satanic origin built by a Luciferian secret society. A sandblaster named uh, Charlie Clamp claimed it when he was etching the lettering into the slabs. He heard unusual music and incoherent voices. These claims are due to the Antichrist Ten Commandments or messages that many believe are inscribed in the monument. Today, Elberton has become a tourist attraction because of the fascination behind the Georgia Guidestones. Uh, Elbert, Elbert County is actually the owner of the Georgia Guidestone site. Now, the Georgia Guidestone Monument is a highly engineering uh, feat due to its attention to detail and specifications. Structure contains four gigantic blue granite slabs, one center stone referred to as the Gnomon Stone, and they share a capstone that aligns the top. These massive granite slabs have been erected to stand approximately 20 feet tall with a mass of 240,000 pounds. 
More than 4,000 sandblasted letters and characters reveal eight languages and four ancient language scripts. On each face of these four upright stones are the inscriptions of the Ten Commandments being carved in eight different languages. These guides for living are inscribed in the languages of English, Arabic, Chinese, Hebrew, Hindu, Hindi, Russian, Spanish, and Swahili. The four text uh, scripts are um, Babylonian, Classical Greek, Egyptian hieroglyphics, and Sanskrit. It was significant in the teachings of occult mystery schools such as Freemasonry and the Rosicrucians. It was erected in a configuration per, uh, pertaining to the migration of the sun's course throughout the year and its rising and setting. Sinem Column portrays two distinct features. A hole drilled into the center stone so the North Star would always be visualized at any given time. And the site was positioned with the rising sun at the time of the solstices and equinoxes. The base of the guidestones is a tablet that identifies specifications of the structure, such as physical data, astronomical features, sponsors of the project, structural parts, and various languages in the time capsule supposedly buried underneath it. Now, the contents of the capsule, of course, are unknown. The opening date of the time capsule has been left blank and not determined. There's been a lot of controversy concerning the secret interpretations of these messages displayed on the monument. Message engraved uh, states that the uh, Ten Rules for the Age of Reason with the subjects addressed as Ten Commandments strikingly similar to the New World Order, Agenda 21, Depopulation, One World Government, and One World Religion. It promotes there's a theory of a link between the world's elite, secret societies, and the establishment of the New World Order. After the stones were elected, R.C. Christian wrote a book named, uh, named Common Sense Renewed and sent copies of it to all the members of Congress along with other influential leaders. R.C. Christian and his organization identifies uh, these organizations' identities continue to remain anonymous, but they left behind a text defining the reason behind the rules or commandments of the Guidestones. It's called the Georgia Guidestone Guidebook. It was a pamphlet produced by the Elberton Granite Finishing Company in 1981, which reveals the interpreted purpose of the Guidestones is to achieve ideal world conditions after a catastrophic event. The book mentions the fact that Finley was a mason as well as many others that were involved in the monument's construction. Their intentions for the monument is to expand communication through astronomical phenomena and political and philosophical natures. Now, one of the world's great unsolved mysteries is the understanding behind the symbolic reasoning of the Ten Commandments of the Georgia Guidestones, supposedly designed to ensure mankind's survival in a post-apocalyptic event. Many researchers associate these principles with the ideals of New Age thinking and occult secret societies that are implementing a new world order among the world's elite. These elite believe that uh, too many humans are depleting the world's natural resources and they want to keep and use them only for themselves. First Commandment states to maintain humanity under 500 million in perpetual balance with nature. As of 2018, the current world population stands at 7 billion. So this principle suggests an extermination of nine-tenths of mankind. That is a massive depopulation. Uh, agenda. This purpose to call the human population down to a specific number shocked and alarmed the monument's critics. 
many people have demanded the stones be destroyed. It's like a commandment says to guide reproduction wisely, improving fitness and diversity. That same has been interpreted to refer to the structure to the number of children allowed per family through selective breeding, what's known as eugenics. Which that was associated, of course, with the Nazis. It suggested that reproduction has to be controlled, but by what means? Is it government intervention, war, genocide, abortion? That's not addressed. Third commandment is to unite humanity in a living new languages, thus indicative of the process of one world government. Fourth commandment reads rule, passion, faith, tradition, and all things with tempered reason. If you decrypt this commandment, um, it appears to mean the government should determine judicial control over religion and faith issues. Fifth commandment states to protect people and nations with fair laws and just courts. The sixth commandment is to let all nations rule internally, resolving external disputes in a world court. These two principles imply that it's the government's responsibility to protect all people through a new world order court. A global government will be the overseers of all matters, not the individual. And the seventh commandment reads, avoid petty laws and useless officials. Well, that would rule out Congress. The determination of the legal code will be interpreted from the viewpoint of the ruling class with the power. An eighth commandment says balance personal rights with social duties. This principle refers to an individual's rights taken away for the benefit of the society as a whole. The ninth commandment is to acknowledge the prize, truth, beauty, love, seeking harmony with the infinite. This is an effort to movement to re replace Judeo-Christian beliefs with a new world, one-world one uh, religion. And the last, or the tenth commandment, states, Be not a cancer on the earth, leave room for nature, leave room for nature. This reveals their mind-controlled thinking as they can rationalize the extinction of nearly all of mankind's uh, comparing a human life with being a cancer on the earth. Um, this covert group that R.C. Christian and his organization claim uh, that these Ten Commandments transcribed on the Godstones is destined for the remnants of humanity that survives whatever this apocalyptic event might be. And on that note, we come to the end of today's show. We'll talk more about this and other similar topics. But for now, we come to the end of today's show. We'll be back tomorrow. And once again, you'll be listening to Ken Hudnall on the Ken Hudnall Show. Until then, have a truly great evening.